I would have to say the people that think that we're crazy are those that don't have an understanding of what's going on. And those that do understand what's going on globally are fully endorsing it. It's really gained a lot of momentum, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of support. Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and you'll meet a group of women today who have set their sights on climbing the tallest mountain peak in Africa, Mount Kilimanjaro. And as you'll learn, they're doing it for a very special cause. We'll get started with today's interview in just a moment, but let me remind you about our website, which always has additional information about each week's topic. We're found online at firstpersoninterview.com. You can follow the links to learn more about today's guests and their big plan. Plus, you can check out past interviews in the archive, all at firstpersoninterview.com. Well, just last month, I made the trip to Atlanta to sit down with a group of women at Operation Mobilization who, along with others, plan to make the climb up Mount Kilimanjaro, which is over 19,000 feet above sea level. There are around 50 women altogether planning to make this arduous ascent on January 11, 2012, which is the National Human Trafficking Awareness Day here in the U.S. Their aim is to raise money and awareness for women who are oppressed, enslaved, trafficked, and exploited. We'll hear from several of the climbers in a few moments, but I started by talking with Kathy Anderson, who explained what the Freedom Climb is all about. The Freedom Climb is an initiative, and it's extremely grassroots, but it's an initiative that um, involves women across the globe who are climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in 2012 with the purpose of raising awareness of the modern-day atrocities that are confronting women globally around the world who are victims of modern-day slavery, exploitation, oppression, and trafficking. You're telling me that how many women are going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? Well, right now, our count is up to about 47 and it's women from all across the globe. We have women from the United States, from Canada, from Africa, Cambodia, UK, Russia, and up in the Balkans area. Huh. So it's very global. I want to talk more about why you're doing this, but okay. how did this come into being? Was this your idea? How did, how did this happen? You know, God in his sovereignty uh, saw a woman who was listening at that point in time. He arranged many factors in my life and personally spoke this vision into my head. So I will, I just can't take responsibility that was my idea. It was one of those divine times that I had with the Lord where we just went to that place. And he spoke this vision just to, for that purpose of bringing women to stand up for those women who don't have a voice and to say, this is not okay. We need to be a voice to raise awareness of what's going on because most people, particularly in the United States, just don't have any idea of how deep and broad and wide and devastating this situation is. Now, the Freedom Climb is part of Operation Mobilization. Yes, it is. And OM has already identified some projects around the world that are going to be the beneficiaries of the money that's raised from this climb. Give me an example of how that money will be used. Well, that's an issue. Um, I really love what Operation Mobilization does and that they're so involved in being the hands and feet of Jesus. And so we, they have projects all over the world. The project that I that really resonates with me the most is in the area of prevention. So for instance, we have women. We know that women and children are being trafficked. And probably the most effective way of reducing the chances of that are in the area of education. If you educate a child, 
you reduce their vulnerability by approximately 80%. You give them the, the keys and the skills that they need to be able to um, have hope for a better future, to break the cycle of poverty that so many of the world lives in. So in the area of prevention, it's, the, it's as simple as building a school. And we see that in India, that a lot of schools are being built in the areas of India that where they didn't have education before, and it's bringing a tremendous amount of hope to that community. So there are specific projects that are going to receive monies from this uh, climb of Mount Kilimanjaro, the Freedom Climb. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not trying to help everybody in the world who's a victim of this, are you? I mean, that, that's a pretty pretty high calling. You know, in the the um, American mindset, we would love to save the world, but we need to be realistic. And uh, this situation of modern day slavery has around been around since the beginning of time. Our goal is that this year, if we could help free 10,000 women and children, that that would be an, a significant amount. And, and you know, the, the story of the starfish, um, if you can help one, would you do that? Would you help one? And I think we would all say absolutely, hands down. Yeah. Just imagine that girl out there that's being exploited, maybe in sex trafficking or some other, some other form of exploitation, mm-hmm. and helping that one child. That, that makes it worthwhile, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I have a, a story of a friend of mine. I was talking to her and, and just talking about the Freedom Climb, and she told the story of going um, to a city in Bangkok and walking down the street. And at the end of the street, she saw a platform, and there's some there were these little 11 and 12 year old girls standing there holding onto poles and they were dressed in little bikinis and they had numbers on their legs and there were people all below buying them. That happens in today's world. Yes, in today's world. And it's so far more common than we have any awareness of. And that's kind of the the point and purpose of this is to make people open up their eyes and um, become aware of what life looks like for many of these people in these other countries. We're insulated from this, aren't we? Oh, we are. We are. We are so aware. And I would have to say that um, because I know about it in my head, I've really had to do a lot of research to see it in my heart and take it to that level where I feel very passionate about it because we don't see it. It's not personal. And that's our goal is to make this personal to the rest of the world and the people that we come in contact with in our area of influence. Now, you said you have nearly 50 women Uh from different parts of the world that are going to actually climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Is that pretty hard? I mean, that's one of the world's highest mountains. What, 19,000-something feet? 19 and change, yes. What's it going to be like to to climb that mountain? Have you done anything like that? Have you ever seen 45 women be quiet? (laughs) (laughs) We will be sucking for air. It's not an easy climb. And there have been many who have done it before us, and none will say that it's easy. Each of the women will have their own struggles. We know that. But that's kind of part of it is it's very symbolic of the the very difficult climb that women, uh, many of these women have to get out of slavery. And so that's the symbolism behind it. It's not going to be a walk in the park. It'll be a slow, difficult climb for us. How have women found out about this and signed up for this? That's the part that I love the most is it's been so, gra- it's so grassroots, it smells green. <laughs> I mean, it's just been amazing. And word of mouth... Um, a friend telling a friend, someone speaking about it in their church. We had one lady whose sister heard about it in her church in Florida, and she called her sister in Colorado, 
and her sister in Colorado contacted us, and it's just been word of mouth. And that woman, by the way, is our oldest climber at the age of 73. Is that right? Our youngest climber just turned 18 last weekend. I was going to ask you about that, but you didn't answer my question earlier. Have you climbed mountains like this? The highest mountain that I climbed was Mount Whitney here in, in California. And that didn't discourage you from... Another climb? Oh, absolutely. It discouraged me. But the Lord said, no, you need to go. You need to do this. Was it a difficult decision? To go? Yeah. To do this? No. I mean, I argued with the Lord. I told him I didn't really want to do that. And But through a week of prayer and fasting, just it became very clear that that's exactly what he wanted to happen. So I just started spreading the word and um, Operation Mobilization it gained their interest and their endorsement, and that's it went from there. We're going to give the website in a few minutes where people can learn more about uh, this Freedom Climb. Mm-hmm. It's on the website, Operation Mobilization, and there's actually a prayer journal that goes along with this. Mm-hmm. But I got to ask you, we're going to meet some of the other women later who are doing the climb. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you, though, I mean, do people think you're crazy? What does your family think of you doing this? Oh, my family, they know I'm crazy. So they're fully in um, backing all of this. It's, But um, some people look at you, I would have to say the people that think that we're crazy are those that don't have an understanding of what's going on. There's a purpose behind this uh for you. And those that do understand what's going on globally are fully endorsing it. And um, it's really gained a lot of momentum, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Speaking of support, people can come alongside and what sponsor you? Is that the right terminology? Mm-hmm. You can go to our website, and we'll give you that in a moment. Um, and you can click on a on a climber, and you can sponsor a climber. We have some of the international gals who are struggling to to get there. You could do that. That would be a wonderful way to help. But we have all of the projects that we are supporting for this year, and I want to make that clear. It's for this year on the website. They're in the area of prevention, as I mentioned, with schools. They're in the area of development, and that would be in a broad brush, um, the the uh, vocational skills training centers where you give a woman a skill and a trade so that she can do more than have to sell her body. And then in the area of rescue and rehabilitation, and that's where they actually minister to prostitutes in the brothels. You're also asking for prayer, and you have the prayer journal. Tell me about mm-hmm. the journal. The prayer journal was created in Africa, and um, it just has a multiple of stories of different projects that we're funding across the globe. There are uh, stories from many different countries in there. It's a 12-week prayer journal. It's a great way to just bring awareness to your community and also for you personally to be involved as you're praying for these different uh, women in these different countries. Are you looking forward to this? I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. And the team that we have, you know, you always wonder, are we going to um, get along well? We were able to get together last weekend in Colorado for a a preliminary climb at Pikes Peak. And it's just a delight to be with these women who are so, because we're, we're climbing for a common purpose. No one's bringing their own agenda to the table. We're very united in this, in this call. My thanks to Kathy Anderson here on First Person. Coming up in a moment, we'll meet more of the women making the climb. Next week, a conversation with author and speaker Randy Elkhorn. Every day I get emails from people, I mean every single day, about various books where people say their lives have been transformed through this book. And I go, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. I could never have done that. And I give him the glory for it. The author of many of the books you enjoy, including Courageous, Heaven, and Safely Home, Randy Elkhorn joins us next time on First Person. 
Well, Susan, I'll start with you. Uh, tell me your full name and where you're from. My name is Susan Woods, and I'm on staff here at Operation Mobilization, and our headquarters is in Tyrone, Georgia. Has it hit you yet, the reality that you're going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? Well, I think when we women gathered together last weekend in Colorado Springs, I think it became more of a reality as we just got to know one another and actually did a little climbing together. So you've uh, you've had quite a bit of experience climbing mountains, I understand. Well, it's something I enjoy doing, and I usually get out to Colorado each summer and spend a week out there. So when I first read about this, and I read it on an on an app, actually, and I saw the word climb, and so I was just kind of, what's this about? And I was really just excited inside just to hear about it and know that it had a purpose. It wasn't just climbing a mountain, but it had a great purpose. Yeah. I want to talk more about that, Susan, but I I want to be delicate about this. Okay. You're not the oldest person to make this climb. Uh, Kathy told us a while ago, somebody who's 73 is going to make the climb. Right, right. Can I ask how old you'll be? Sure, don't mind at all. Actually, this month, I'll turn 70. 70 years of age, and you're going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Yes, yes. And you're ready for this. I am. I'm excited. Why are you so excited about it? Well, if it were just a mountain, I would just say, well, I don't need to do that. But I really felt God was inviting me to be a part of this. And I, I really asked him to confirm that very clearly. And he did in many, many ways. And so I've just come to have a place of faith, believing, yes, the biggest adventure of my life is ahead. <laughs> and to know you're helping these women around the oh, world who yes. are exploited in so many yes. different ways. It, yes. it really is a climb to freedom for them. It really is. And I think one of the main tools we have is this prayer guide, which really brings awareness to people and that they might really get an, just not only a vision for it, a heart for it, but also want to become involved. Now, in talking to you earlier, you also said something very meaningful to me about uh, yeah. leaving a legacy for your family. Can you, can you explain that again? Well, I'm a woman who was divorced many years ago, and I've never had children. And when I would hear the word legacy, I would think that would be of people who have their children to give something to. But I actually have some nieces and nephews, and I don't want to, I guess, leave here and have them just think of me as, quote, a nice Christian lady, but I'd like them to know something about what my walk with, with God was like. And so I've written some of my stories, but I think this will be my biggest story. I know you would appreciate sponsorship, those who want to uh, give to sponsor your climb of the mountain, and prayer as well. Yes, yes, very much. Susan, thank you so much. You're welcome. Let's have our next guest enter and sign in. Please tell me your name and where you're from. My name is Sue McCabe, and I'm from Tyrone, Georgia. Sue, I can kind of tell that you're from (laughs) Georgia, but that's okay. You have a real heart for this trip, don't you? I do. Why? Well, I'm almost 60, I'm going to turn 60 this year, and I've asked the Lord, now that I've finished raising three wonderful children, what's next for me? And I have found that he's been very faithful in bringing things into my life and orchestrating my life so that I would have time to do what he would like me to do. And that's my prayer. And this year, um, some things changed in my life. Um, I wanted to always hike the Appalachian Trail, and I had an opportunity to hike for eight days this summer. And so I started hiking again. And I also had some more time this fall to open up. And when someone told me about the Freedom Climb, it all just made a lot of sense that... um, the Lord wanted me to go this direction. I also watched the movie Taken, mm-hmm. and that really captured my heart and made me more aware 
of what is going on in our world. Yeah, we talked about this earlier with Kathy, but we, we don't have a clue, do we, what it's really like around the world for so many women. I know you've done some research. You know what some of the needs are. What's a particular area of the world that touches your heart as very needy right now for women? Well, what really touches my heart is I think women's issues have been a big deal since I went to college in the early 70s with the women's lib movement. And I think all of us in America have dealt with women's issues and where's our respect come from, where's our dignity come from. But hearing about sex trafficking, it's just horrific to me how women's respect and dignity is taken and their hope for a future. Can something like this really make a difference, this freedom climb? Well, with God on our side, it sure can. And since I just have faith if he's called me to this, that I'll just follow and be obedient, and the results will be up to him. You're looking to friends and others to support you and sponsor you and pray for you on this climb? I am. I'm trying to tell as many people as I can about it. I think a lot of people are aware of sex trafficking, but they just don't understand the extent there's over, they estimate, 27 million women in our world that are enslaved and exploited in this. That's more than uh, African slaves brought to the United States in the 17th and 18th century. Well, congratulations on signing up, and I look forward to saying congratulations when you complete the climb. Thank you. There's going to be a big wahoo <laughs> when we get up there. <laughs> Well, let's talk to Kathy here from Denver, Colorado. Give me your full name, Kathy. Kathy Burr. And uh, how long ago did you learn about the Freedom Climb, and what made you want to sign up for this? Well, I heard about it about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, when Kathy Anderson's husband called me. I I serve at our church, Cherry Hills Community Church, and he called, and and at the end of his conversation, he just mentioned it, and... um, it immediately resonated with me because of just some research I've done in human trafficking, and and um, I prayed about it for about a month, and had to make sure all the my ducks were in a row, so to speak, <laughs> in terms of caring for my family. And my mom has agreed to come and take care of my children, okay. but um, or our children, and signed up about a week and a half ago. I got to ask you, what are your kids? How old are they? First of all, they're six and eight. And has it settled into them yet? Has it set in with them what mom is about to do? I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why do this when you, you have to leave a family behind? Well, I feel very passionate about, um, as Kathy and Susan of Hardy said, just the needs of the women around the world, specifically those who are um, sold into sex trafficking. And, and it's just so awful that it... I can't not do it. I've looked for something to really get behind and um, help raise awareness on this issue. And when um, I heard about this, I just, I immediately wanted to be a participant. Yeah. And and lots of people can participate, even though we won't make the climb with you, we can participate through the Freedom Climb website, which we'll give at the end of the program again. But has it hit you yet what you're actually going to do? Have you have you seen Mount Kilimanjaro? You know, I have. I have. Um, it hit me, I think, about two nights ago when I was reading on the website about how much we have to train and just really get in shape. And so I've stepped that up um, recently. Yeah. To, so I've, I can make it to the top. Now, we should point out this is not an extreme climb in the terms of rock climbing, but it is a very strenuous climb, isn't it? And, and the altitude, just the lack of oxygen is going to be... A, yeah, a big problem. 
I, yeah, you're right. It's not a technical climb at all, but it is a long climb, and the altitude, 19,000 feet, is something to be reckoned with. So, Well, we're going to pray for you as we pray for the others, and I know you're here representing so many other women who are going to make this trip, and uh, God bless you guys. Thank you. Let's talk with one more lady who's about to embark on this uh, trek up Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, and uh, tell me your name and where you're from. My name is Nancy Byrne, and actually I'm a volunteer here with Operation Mobilization, okay. and I'm from Fayetteville, Georgia. So you didn't have to look far to find this opportunity. No, I didn't. But you had to say yes. Why did you say yes? I said yes because um, I've had the privilege of um, being uh, a self-supporting missionary as well as just a missionary um, and been able to um, travel the world and um, see upfront and personal uh, women who are enslaved and in bondage uh, in some sort of abuse, um, whether it be human trafficking or exploitation. I've just seen it really personally. In India, I understand? In India, in Haiti, and in Africa. Give us some eyes on that situation, and you've seen it. Help us understand it. Well, to make it really personal, um, my husband worked for uh, a company in India, and about three months into our visit there, um, he was uh, approached by one of his managers. Um, he wanted to adopt a baby girl who had been trashed. Uh, in when you say trashed, yes, literally trashed. Literally trashed. Um, she had been uh, thrown in the bushes of a small village and just on the outskirts of Delhi called Ghaziabad. Um, she was trashed. She was two months early. She was it wait- because she was a girl? or It was because she was a girl. Oh. Um, and typically, um, girls in Indian society and their culture, they are considered a burden. They are of no value. Um, they're throwaways. And uh, she was uh, two months early. Um, she weighed less than a kilo, which would be, you know, less than two pounds. And um, she had rat bites infested oh, all across her body. So. Wow. So that's the type of need that the Freedom Climb is going to address in these projects around the world to help victims of exploitation like that. Right, right, exactly. All right, um, you've got listeners right now who may want to help and may want to sign up, at least go to the website and check it out, and maybe even sponsor some of you ladies who are making the climb. What would you say to people as they consider this option? I would say that they could get involved by either through prayer or that they can go to the website and they can give to a particular project or to a climber, or they can go. They can get involved by either being a climber. Um, it just takes one. I mean, that just resonates with me. You just need to get involved with the one person. And um, we can't end human trafficking or exploitation, but we can impact that one person. And these women are determined to do something about it by bringing attention and resources to bear through this climb of beautiful Mount Kilimanjaro. The trip up the mountain will begin on January 11, 2012, and I hope you will pray for these women as they seek to follow God's leading up that mountain. And of course, if you'd like to help sponsor one or more of them, I know they'd be grateful. This climb is part of Operation Mobilization, well known around the world for their evangelism and medical work through the hospital ships. So for more information and links to the Freedom Climb, please visit our website, firstpersoninterview.com. By following the links, you can learn much more, pray along with them, give to support the effort, and follow the climb when it happens. Start at firstpersoninterview.com. Next week, author Randy Alcorn will join me in conversation. Now with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us next week for First Person.